Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor program. We're recording this a few days before Christmas. Uh, I know some of you listen to these broadcasts at other times, but uh, for those of you that are current or listening to it on Wednesday, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, we hope that uh, the year 2017 will be full of many blessings and lots and lots of healthy recovery. Well, that's just a great Christmas opening, Mark, and you're right. We do uh, wish for our listeners and their families to have a very blessed Merry Christmas. I'm happy to see that uh, it is becoming more and more popular, finally again, to be able to wish each other a Merry Christmas. Well, um, well whether it was popular or not, I think we... we Continue to yeah, we we never, uh, <laughs> we never backed stopped. off of it, but uh, others you know, have others have, and I'm happy to see it returning. We're going to uh, bring our listeners back to the series that we are close to getting in the middle of, uh, and that is our study on Nehemiah principles, and we're up to Nehemiah principle seven, taken from the Life Recovery Guide for Men. Mm-hmm. And it's Nehemiah Principle 7, which says, Accountability requires getting the garbage out of your life. That's right. So this is principle number 7 of the 18 principle uh, teaching on this. And uh, I don't know why I feel compelled, but I always do. I, you know, I hate confusing people. There is a book out there that I wrote called The Seven Principles of Highly Accountable Men. And you know, uh, when I wrote that book, it was shorter. It was intended for a men's Bible study. And the uh, publishers were interested in... Uh, dumbing down the 18 and the 7. So uh, that's what I did. And what I realized doing this series now is that by so doing, I, I kind of neglected some of the other uh, important things that are in this chapter or in these chapters. And But this one is uh, one of the seven. So it's both one of the seven and one of the 18. So, <laughs> well, um, maybe this is uh, the, uh, the budding idea for a follow-up book. Oh, the, uh, the other... The uh, 11. The, the other, other 11, 11 yeah. principles of highly accountable men. No, I think after I'm uh, dead and gone, then somebody can rediscover in the archives, the missing 11... <laughs> oh, oh, say, I think... <laughs> I can see that really skyrocketing the sales. Yeah, that'll be on the New York Times bestseller list after I'm long gone. It's kind of uh, like finding the uh, uh, the unreleased material right. by uh, Prince or uh, Elvis... Well, I, yeah. I'm putting you in the Elvis yeah, category. You're, yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, so, uh, well, I wouldn't put myself in uh, too lofty a company on that. But, yeah, so anyway, we're uh, talking about a chapter. We're, we've now arrived at Chapter 3. We've uh, The first six principles are taken from Chapters 1 and 2 of the Book of Nehemiah. And I know, you know, it's amazing to me how many of our uh, listeners and uh, many of our people here do spend daily time in the Word. They're studying scripture, and I know some of the people listening to this are actually reading through the first six chapters of the book of Nehemiah along with us, and I I strongly encourage that. Chapter three is a challenging chapter, only in that uh, it's just kind of mundane. You know, it's uh, uh, Nehemiah started building, the people have, uh, you know, gotten motivated, and uh, one of the leadership principles that I actually heard uh, Bill Hybels teach about this chapter was that if you've got a big project, break it down into its smaller parts. Now, 
I think that's one we've all heard since we were kids. You know, if you've got a big thing, take it one day at a time, take it one step at a time, you know, one piece at a time. Uh, and that's kind of what they're doing. So the, the entire chapter is a uh, division of labor. Uh, Nehemiah is uh, uh, portioning out, you know, various sections of the wall to, you know, groups, families. There's a group of daughters, uh, actually, and their father who makes repair uh, repairs to one of the gates. There's a, there's groups of um, like the priests from the temple who make certain repairs, and then there are you know other families, and uh, the the one verse that we single out uh, in this chapter in terms of the uh, accountability principles is actually verse 14. And right away we run up against one of the challenges of this chapter and the Old Testament in general. So how do we pronounce some of these names? So uh, I will just admit I'm taking a wild stab at this. But um, verse 14 says Malchijah and his family made repairs to the dung gate. Now, we have, uh, as we've talked about many, many times before when we're studying scripture, we always have those translation issues. The Hebrew here, dung, uh, which is translated dung in like the NIV and so forth, in the RSV it's translated refuse. Let me be honest, I, I think this is really both a trash gate, I mean, out of which you know, what kind of paper trash? They didn't have any paper or plastic right. trash in those days. Uh, so what were they getting rid of? Uh, I think mainly what they were getting rid of through this dung gate, and the reason it's translated dung is because it's as much about sanitation and human waste. It, this might have been more sewage, sewage than it was actually garbage. Right, exactly. So yeah, don't get me wrong. There may have been broken pieces of pottery and other things that they were getting rid of, but... Uh, the main thing about the importance of this and how we can relate it to accountability and to recovery is when we think about the fact that what they were doing in this with this gate is getting rid of garbage, uh, sanitation, uh, human waste, uh, stuff like that. So, well, and you can only imagine, and you highlight this in, in this passage in the book, yeah. is that without getting rid of sewage, any city is going to crumble from the devastation of disease That's right. that would spread like a, an epidemic uh, be, be because of that uh, toxic refuse. That's right. So we're going to get to an example of this later when we do the trigger of the week, but uh, which the listeners will just have to be on pins and needles until I get to I know. It. I'm on the edge of my chair. Well, you already know what this is. But, uh, <laughs> yes, I, I think uh, one of the things that's always fascinated me as I've studied this passage is that there are many medical historians that tell us that the greatest medical advance of the 20th century was not uh, things like penicillin. You know, penicillin saved millions of lives. Uh, open heart surgery saved millions of lives. Uh, there's so many great medical advances of the 20th century, cancer treatments that have saved a lot of cancer victims. But, but the medical historians are telling us that the greatest medical advance was the widespread implementation of sewage systems. You know, so that we were getting rid of our human waste, we were processing it, we were cleaning it up. And, you know, I think all of us in this country, at least, when we turn on our taps, for the most part, we're enjoying uh, clean water. Right. And clean water is a huge symbol, by the way, in the Old and New Testament, as we know. But uh, when we don't get rid of sewage, garbage, human waste... Yes, I, you know, epidemics, uh, rats. Uh, whenever I teach this, I always think of a trip that uh, Debbie and I took to uh, do some teaching for Youth with a Mission, YWAM, uh, in India. And, you know, that's a long plane ride. Uh, you know, we had to ride, uh, fly to Amsterdam and then from Amsterdam down to what is now called Mumbai. 
And when we got off the plane after, you know, 16 hours in the air and all of this kind of stuff, you know, what is the first thing that you want to do? Well, you want to go to the bathroom. So Debbie and I both went into the men's and women's bathrooms there at the Mumbai International Airport, and they were having a, a sanitation strike oh. in the city. And uh, remember, you know, those of you uh, that have watched Slumdog Millionaire, the movie, Mumbai has the largest ghetto in the world. I mean, a million people living in, you know, abject poverty and sewage and garbage and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, we knew at some point we were probably going to get a tour of this place, but we're not expecting this at an international airport. We go into the bathrooms, and there is like a standing two or three inches of water in there. Uh, the urinals and the wastebaskets, you know, had not been cleaned. The wastebaskets had not been emptied. I thought for sure Debbie was going to uh, get back on the plane, get back on the plane and, and just, return home and just, say, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think the plane was not returning till the following morning, but I think she would have easily slept on it. <laughs> I'm happy um, to stay on the plane because yeah. I'm not staying here. Yeah, and, and what was interesting is that uh, we, we, of course, got picked up by our host and and uh, we didn't drove through the chaos that is Mumbai. And, you know, yes, there was garbage, you know, stacked up everywhere, you know, uh, trash bags. And, but then we get to the, this really nice section of town, and we had actually decided we were going to stay in a fairly nice hotel. And, you know, that was different. But the, the point of the story is that a, a city, uh, um, like in this case, Jerusalem, that doesn't get rid of its garbage, is going to uh, absolutely stink. So... I think even though when uh, Nehemiah was handing out the assignments, you know, Malkaja uh, could have said to himself, oh, geez, you know, I get the Dungate assignment. I get to deal with the human waste and all this kind of stuff. But in fact, it, it may be that this is the most important gate in the whole city itself. Yeah, what seems to be the worst assignment is actually the most important assignment. That's right. So dutifully, Malkaja and his family did make those repairs. And as a result, uh, you know, the city did have a, a sanitation system and, you know, there was no disease uh, and so forth in the city. So we know from a physical standpoint, you know, it's very important to have sanitation systems, sewage systems. When we come to applying this to our recovery and how is this an accountability principle, it's basically the idea that every addict that I've ever known has some garbage in their life that they need to get rid of. Now, as we all know, and I've talked about before, you know, I am old. So technologically, uh, when I got in recovery in 1987, some of the stuff that I had to get rid of, we probably don't have as much of anymore. But one of the first things I had to do when I got back to where we were living at the time, uh, I had a stash of uh, VHS tapes back in those days that I had either purchased or uh, recorded off the... Uh, the cable system, and, you know, they were softcore, in some cases, harder core pornography, and, uh, you know, I had them hidden, I had them on a hidden shelf and all this kind of stuff, so one of the first things I had to do is get rid of all of that pornography. Right. So let me just pause for a moment, and all of our guys listening, have you, in fact, gotten rid of anything you've downloaded, anything you've collected, anything you've stashed on a shelf? Um, anything you've hidden away secretly, what is some of the stuff uh, that you need to get rid of? We're going to take our break right now and give our listeners the opportunity to think about that challenge that you just announced to them. Think about the garbage that they want to get rid of from their life. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. Every now and then when you feel like you are on your own, 
remember you are never all alone Cause Jesus loves you Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's faithfulandtrue.com. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Yes. Jesus loves me. Yes. Jesus loves me. Yes. Jesus loves me. Time now for the trigger of the week. Trigger of the week, Randy. Uh, it's uh, an obvious choice for us this week. Uh, This is a little bit unconventional trigger, but I think it does point to the fact that there are times in life where unexpected things happen, surprises, and uh, it causes a great deal of stress. Uh, So basically, I think stress is the trigger of the week, but our example of it is that uh, this Monday, we were uh, having lunch up in our group room, and uh, one of our counselors who was in the middle of a session came running up the stairs yelling, help, help, help. And uh, as it turned out, uh, one of our water lines feeding our sprinkler system had uh, burst. Uh, Over the weekend, it was 20 below here in the Twin Cities and uh, uh, froze the pipe. And as it got warmer on Monday, uh, the pipe broke and it started uh, just a deluge of water into the the first floor of our center. We, you know, ran down there and felt helpless. Uh, You know, I went to the utility room, tried to turn off the water, but it was not the main water supply. It was a separate water supply had to be turned off outside, and the only people who have access to it is the fire department. And they were supposedly on their way, uh, but in a very short amount of time, roughly 10 to 13 minutes, you would have thought we had a fire hydrant open, Open. full throttle uh, in our office on our lower level. And within those 10 minutes, we had ankle-high water throughout every office uh, on that level of our complex. Well, that's right. And uh, so, I, I, you know, we were kind of joking, but not joking about the fact that I think for all of us, uh, given the crisis of this, and there's nothing quite like uh, the powerlessness that I think rushing water creates. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a trigger of the week. Then also, if we segue back to what we're talking about here, uh, we had a, now, because of the water and the water damage, you know, we had a whole lot of garbage in the basement, including our carpet, uh, you know, the drywall, um, and so forth, which had you know, to be removed to a certain height because of the insulation behind it and all of that. So um, they are still in the process of doing it now. In fact, we had to ask them to quiet themselves down a little bit so we could record this show. But, you know, God is a God of restoration, and, you know, we do have insurance. And uh, But it was quite triggering. And I think if, you know, uh, you're not in recovery, you're not sober, you know, one of the temptations to deal with crises like that could be to, uh, you know, find your old drugs. So, Anyway, for us here at Faithful and True this week, that is our trigger of the week. 
Well, this example is such a good analogy for this lesson today because we, in the aftermath, we started to count the blessings mm-hmm. that that uh, mm-hmm. God provided because this could have happened on a Sunday, right. you know, when we weren't around. This could have happened at a very inopportune middle-of-the-night time, and none of us would have wanted that phone call. The other thing is because this came from a sprinkler system, all the water was clean water. Right. So although uh, this passage from Nehemiah is talking about the dung gate and we're talking about raw sewage, right. uh, things could have been so much worse. Well, it could have know. been a toilet that overflowed. That's right. Or, yeah. you know, in fact, uh, we had an incident in Minnetonka, one of our suburbs, that uh, the water treatment plant was backing up in the people's basements. Uh, yeah, it could have been a lot worse, and uh, God did provide, and... All we're saying is that when we have these interruptions in our life, it's stressful, and then we're tempted to uh, cope. So that's our trigger of the week. But to return back to Nehemiah, uh, principle Nehemiah, seven. Yeah, and as we speak, as we're recording, you know, they're getting rid of drywall. They're getting, they've already gotten rid of the carpet. They had to move all the furniture out. It's kind of like a dungate. You know, they had to get rid of stuff. I was just reflecting historically that for me, I had to get rid of. Uh, you know, the stash of uh, recorded uh, video pornography that I had. There were some magazines that I had to get rid of, too. And uh, where accountability comes into this is that accountability doesn't always trust an addict to, to take care of this. You know, one of the expressions that uh, we use is dumpster diver, uh, meaning that so many times addicts in a fit of guilt and shame have, have thrown stuff away, but then they've gone back to the dump or the trash can or wherever it is, to uh, retrieve it. And uh, so we need to get rid of it once and for all. And what my uh, accountability partner at the time, he took me to the city dump, and uh, uh, we didn't just throw it in some random trash can. We we actually took it to the city dump and uh, threw it away there. Um, there were some other things in my life that I had used to, uh, you know, be secret about uh, my life, uh, post office boxes, uh you know, so that I had a separate address and, you know, those kinds of things. Obviously, in my case, given the fact that I had had some sexual relationships with uh, other women, I, I had to get rid of that. And uh, my accountability partner uh, partners also uh, were with me when I made phone calls or wrote letters, you know, to end all of the various relationships, both current and in the past that I'd had. So, you know, I, I just made, um, in those days, a, a list of uh, the various, some of them were were tangible physical things like the pornography. Some of it was um, access to things, and that brings us up to the you know the current day when so many of our men have accessed pornography on the uh, computer and so forth. And they're going to need accountability to uh, you know uh, erase stuff. And sometimes when we erase stuff on a computer. Uh, we can dumpster dive there, too, if we're not uh, careful. One this, of my... Yeah, I was going to say, I think you're about to say what I was going to interject is my favorite story is yeah. uh, your example from group. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. The guy with the meticulously organized files of all of his pornographic videos and, and material on his laptop. Right. And I'm not going to get into the specifics of what that pornography was about, but he... Uh, came in the group one night, and he had his computer open. He had a file highlighted, which was a generic name, which is one of the ways we hide it. And uh, he just went on to describe that over the years, he'd collected uh, you know, hundreds and thousands of images, and he had cataloged it, filed it, uh, categorized it, and all this kind of stuff, and spent you know, literally you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours uh, collecting this stuff. And uh, 
So we had that file with all of its subfiles underneath it, you know, highlighted. And uh, this is like an addict in the early days. They sometimes have some reluctance to give up things that uh, they've spent so much time on in the past. And uh, that's basically what he said, that he was having a hard time deleting all this stuff. And uh, at that point, the guy sitting next to him, uh, the file being highlighted, he just reached over and hit the delete button. So it, it obviously went to the trash bin. It, it uh, got off of his screen. It was the initial step. It wasn't the final step because we all know, even um, however old we are, that when it goes to the trash bin, it, bin, it can be dumpster dived. It can be retrieved. So the guy who was one of his accountability partners who had pressed the delete button also said, I'm an IT director at a large company, and I am going to take you and your computer out for coffee after group, and given my skills, I am going to erase this in a way that you will never, ever find it again. It will not be accessible to anyone. And see, you know, that's why this is accountability principle seven. There's times when we need to get rid of garbage that uh, we may not always have the strength to do it. And, uh, you know, there are thumb drives, there are uh, material files, there are computer files, there are things that we use for access, there are other paraphernalia that some of us have used and are acting out, and that all needs to be get, uh, gotten rid of. I think the hardest thing for men to get rid of when they first come in is if they're in an active affair or affairs, because now they're dealing with another human being, and it's uh, really hard for them to uh, you know, say goodbye, end it, uh, particularly at, the, at that point when their marriage is in so much crisis, I think they have um, the feeling, can I, can I leave the back door open, you know, that kind of thing. And that's, again, where accountability comes in. And there have been times when I've had to uh, sit with men who make that phone call or send that email, uh, ending, uh, ending an affair relationship. So I am convinced of the fact that as we're talking about this, even just mentioning the principle, what is the garbage that you need to get rid of in your life? I'm, I'm going to believe that uh, as I ask that question, those who are listening thought of something. Something came into their mind. I, I believe that that is, in fact, the power of the Holy Spirit to kind of intervene that way. And so whatever that is, I would uh, encourage you immediately uh, to take that to uh, one or more of your accountability partners and uh, get some help uh, getting rid of it, particularly in those cases of you know affairs and, and all of that. And I would like to say that while you're motivated having listening to the show, you know I would try to be doing this in the next uh, 24 hours. Make this the greatest Christmas gift right. that you could give yourself, right. your family, and your life. That's right. Yeah, it's a gift to the whole family because uh, how many stories do we hear around here about younger children who discover some of their earlier material in their father's collection of things? I mean, kids are national, naturally inquisitive. They're computer savvy. So um, in a way, what we're saying is protect your family by getting rid of this uh, garbage. Don't let this garbage, this sewage, you know, affect um, in an epidemic way um, your entire family. Don't let the sins of the father be passed down to the third and fourth generation make this christmas and 2017 your best year ever you have been listening to dr mark laser my name is randy everett i'm your co-host and we hope that today's show will be an inspirational inspirational and beneficial uh program for you we do wish you and your family to have a, a blessed christmas and we look forward to uh, coming back to you uh, in 2017 with more 
Men of Valor programs. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at faithfulandtrue.com. That's faithfulandtrue.com.